Hey, it's Kevin O'Connor. I've got some big news for you. The Mismatch is hosting its first ever live show in Los Angeles at the El Rey Theater on March 6th. Me and Chris Vernon are going to be there. I'm fired up about it. At the El Rey Theater, there's been performers like Bob Dylan and Kendrick Lamar and Rage Against the Machine and Licky Lee. I'm fired up. Get to be on that stage with my guy, Chris Vernon. We've been together since 2016 doing NBA podcasts, and now we're going to get to meet a lot of you who have listened to our show for so many years. We'll do a Q&A at the end. We might have some special guests, but we're definitely going to be talking basketball. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Tickets are going fast, though, so be sure to head to thelray.com to get your tickets now. Doors are going to open at 7 p.m., and the show is going to be starting right at 8 o'clock. Let's go, baby. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, yeah. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is back on a Tuesday. It's Cheap Heat from New York City. I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is the physically strong and non-vacationing stat guy, Greg. I know. I, I, I feel like I should be at least looking up and thinking about going somewhere. <laughs> Feels like it's time. And joining us shortly... From Los Angeles, California, will be 35 at 35 Dipperstein. We'll get we'll get with him in, in just a little bit. Also want to start off today's big episode by wishing, you know, uh, happy birthday to one of the key members and founders of the Jew World Order, the head of the Seder table, Zachary Linder. That's right. Happy birthday to Zach. I don't know if you guys know this. He used to work at .com. <laughs> that, wow, he did. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Oh, that. No, why did I lose SUG sound? Is that a me thing? I I didn't know that. I I don't know why I didn't know that. You did, oh, used, you didn't know? He used to work at dot com. Yeah, www.com dot com. Wow. Sure. He wrote a, he wrote like an article about Ken Patera, and wow. maybe an article about God knows what. Maybe we'll call him and wish, should we call him and wish him a happy birthday on the show? I feel like he'd love that, wouldn't he? I think I think we have to. I think we I think we I think it's a must. All right. You know what? We got to get him in here. 
Well, and we're also short one Nebishi Jewish fellow right now, so we might as well. If you're gonna, if you're gonna not replace him, but if you're gonna have a sub, might as well be the head of the Seder table. That's right. A great name that was uh, that we got yesterday from. Uh, I mean, earlier today from Andrew Goldstein. Let's see. Let's try him. Hello, Peter. Uh, it's no, it's not. It's Peter and Stack Guy Greg on the That's GP right. podcast. Oh, I love it. That's right. We had um, to acknowledge you. We had to we acknowledge you. We are I, simply. I, I need. Oh. I need to tell you okay. that I just finished my breakfast. Okay. And it was an egg bagel. Well, this guy just... With scallion cream cheese and whitefish salad on the bagel with tomato. Now, what are your thoughts? First of all, that's a terrific bagel. That is a bagel that one is supposed to eat, unlike the filth that Dipperstein <laughs> eats. Um, he'll be here shortly, but um, as we just wanted to take time to acknowledge you on your birthday and say happy birthday and also ask you, is that a regular Tuesday breakfast or a special Zach's birthday breakfast? Oh, no, no. Uh, Amanda pulled into the parking lot without telling me where we were going. And I said, I looked at her. I gave her the thumbs up because, you know, I can't do anything without giving the thumbs up. It's, it's a, it's really, <laughs> and by the way, you need to work on that before the baby comes. I can't deal with every baby photo having a thumbs up in it. I can't. It'll be two thumbs up. It's going to be him and the baby after a while. <laughs> Both the the baby, I, I am with the baby and the thumbs up. I'm going to be teaching and teaching. That's right. <laughs> and felling and felling. <laughs> oh, Kvelling Kvelling Kve- galore Confirmed um, By the way, uh, SUG, because that's going kind of deep into the Yiddish vocab You know what Kvelling is? It's like um, when you're proud, right? When you're really- Scott, this guy, so, he really is a member of the Jew World Order Like, it's it's official Oh, he, yeah. he, he, oh he's the mishpuch a thousand percent And <laughs> when I see Greg doing a nice job I, I have such nachas <laughs> Such nachas And um, and we, you know, you know, dip, and dip. Here's some other Yiddish way. Dip thinks he's a big macher. Right? He, he does think Dip's he's a, a big, big. Oh, he's a big he's macher. A, yep, big macher. But but we we all know that Dip is just uh, you know schmying around having some chazarai <laughs> and all kinds of mishigas. All right, listen. Um, happy birthday. How how soon till baby Linder comes? By the way. You know, we, we pulled into that bagel parking lot coming from a doctor's appointment. The the baby and, and we learned the baby could be here any day. Oh, well, we're moments. So we we could be moments. We could be moments. Um, the due date's in a couple of weeks, but with how things are going right now, and then the baby is in position. The baby is ready to lock up. You know, he's doing a collar and elbow. Right, baby's in gorilla. The baby's in gorilla. Baby's in gorilla. That is absolutely right. The wow. baby is the baby is in gorilla. We won't. Uh, uh, explore that analogy any further um <laughs> but uh but uh, yeah we we could be moments um wow. it, you know we're, we're in the we're in the countdown and um uh the music is about to hit um and and let's let's be honest we all know who number 30 is going to be which that's has right. been a common theme this year that's right that is very common yeah. all right happy birthday zach we love you happy birthday zach thank you both talk to you soon there he is uh, the Man, this that is an excited papa to be right there in Zach Linder. Yeah, he's man. someone who he's someone who immediately replied to my save the date, unlike Shoemaker, who who just had the unmitigated <laughs> gall to text me and say, wait, wait, where did you send me a save the date? Now, SGG, you got the text. It came from a random number, but it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was, no? it was clear. I got the text. Uh, me and Crystal looked it over. We immediately replied, responded to it. So we're in. Let's see if Shoemaker. So I sent it to him directly. Up, oh, he is now attending. There we go. There we go. He's, it's official. It is official. Uh, I'm considering doing so. There, there are going to be. There's going to be at least one wrestling table at this wedding. The question is, depends how many people I invite. Will and who comes? Will there be two? Will there be two tables? Now, I know SGG that if there's a small group of wrestlers that is actually at the wedding, and I have to divide the wrestling tables in two. I know to put you at a table not with the wrestlers because you you need only as a, as the supermark that you are you only want limited interaction you don't need to sit there no, no. going put, and going put me put me with the wrestlers put me in the mix you want to be in the but what about do you want to be like from far away from me I'll see you try to see you far away from whoever you mark for the most 
Right, right. Don't get me don't get me right next to them because then they'll never want to see me or you again. <laughs> but at least at least have me at the table. Don't put me at the middle. I don't want to control the convo, but I want to at least be able to Oh, you know who wants to middle that table. In fact, bring him in right now. The guy who <laughs> would want to middle that table. Now, I don't know that he'd end up he'd probably be there. But Dip is connected to, you know, several different people. My guess is he'll end up at that table. And I'm guessing, Dip, that you would want to middle that table, wouldn't you? I'm not sure which table you're referring to, but uh, I can middle any table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were talking about if there's the wrestling table at the wedding. So, like, it's so funny. People, now that that episode came out and middling is a thing, I am constantly being invited to tables to middle. Really and and situations to middle because people know I'm 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 a very capable capable middler. Yeah, you really are. You're as capable a middler as your bet middler. I can, I should I should put in a like a Craigslist ad if you need middling. Right, you know, two fifty an hour or something. <laughs> Maybe that's a service we can look into. Um, all right. Well, fortunately, we just called Zach Linder because we were short one Nebishi, uh Jewish fellow, so we called Zach for his birthday. Um, we sent we sent your love as well, and uh, with that. Uh, SGG, is there anything outside the ring that needs to be uh, talked about this week? Outside the ring. It's been suggested that CM Punk could be coming back to AEW. I know Mark Henry made some comments that people jumped on. um, And I've been seeing some talk online that he might be back. I don't know how true that is, but... Um, regardless of whether or not it's true, what do you what do you guys position? I think I think I know Dip's position already on a potential well, CM Punk return to AEW. I it was I, I don't follow CM Punk on social, but I was told I was having a conversation with someone um, a, at the at the chamber about it, and apparently his social media is very much like the looks like someone who's coming back. Um, I mean, listen. <laughs> What does that look like, though? Does it, is it just like not a lot of wrestling talk? Or is uh, it just like uh, no, a lot of gym stuff, uh, reposting people saying you should come back. You know, listen, Tony Khan has been very quiet on all of this, which leads me to believe he will come back. I'm fine with him coming back. I think the only thing is this. If I'm Tony Khan, I don't know if this is in his DNA. If I'm Tony Khan, the only way this guy can come back is if he absolutely sort of grovels to you first. I'm sorry. He CM Punk has to grovel to Tony Khan. I need Tony to say, hey, dude, I know I'm not big and strong and intimidating like Vince McMahon. Right. <laughs> but you need to treat me like your boss. Because of all the disrespect that happened, and there was a lot of disrespect that came from CM Punk, to me, none of it was more egregious than the way he talked in front of Tony Khan. That, yeah. to me, was the height of disrespect. And so if I'm Tony Khan, I need him to sort of grovel a bit. And then, yeah, I think there's still juice there. I mean, I know, Dip, you're not a fan, but I would still think there's things you could do with CM Punk. And and if they were smart, they could sort of play into what happened and turn it into a good story now. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. If they, if they bring all of that into it and they make him a heel as a result, I don't want to see him be a baby face. That's no, sure. he, he almost no. couldn't be, right? Like, no that would way. be... Although his musical hit once and people will pop, but then after that, yeah. I, I I don't want to see it. I don't. I don't. I don't like people like that. I know you're out. You're out. You're, he's yeah. tos to you. I mean, he's just not. It's not. Not the vibe. Not the vibes I'm looking for. Now, speaking of uh, anything else, SUG outside the ring. Oh yeah, also outside the ring. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Awards came out, and um, these what do awards. We get? These awards are, we got nothing. We got nothing. Okay, we got snubbed yet again Ugh. by the, the disrespectful, filthy readers of, of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, <sighs> who if you're also cheap heat listeners, we love you. And we're not, you're not yeah, guys yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, it's great. Enjoy your We're talking about the guys who don't listen to cheap heat, but also read right. that, that, dirty, that dirty magazine. But um, as expected, AEW sort of basically swept all of the best of awards, including promoter of the year for Tony Khan. And WWE got all of the worst of how, wait, how is that possible this year? Awards. No, no idea. You, that, uh, that's very interesting. Promoter of the year. It hasn't been a great year for them. It, it has not. It has not. And even with the half a year. That, so who uh, won? Who won like male performer? Max? Um, I have to look it up. But it, it was very AEW heavy on the best stuff side. Interesting. That is very. I guess it's not shocking, but interesting nonetheless. 
Promotion um, of the year, AEW. Okay. Best weekly TV show, AEW Dynamite. Okay. What I, is I, this Fakakta stuff? This, this, this Fakakta. This is the definition of Fakakta. And it really is. I mean, that is wild. Best weekly TV show. Who accepts the award? Yeah, <laughs> oh. And by the way, how, and the battle there is it's between WWE, TNA, and AEW. Well, this is the Wrestling Observer newsletter, right? So they try to um, they, I mean, they try to also NWA power. They they count YouTube as TV. Also, we should be giving away awards. Best bagel in Los Angeles, Hanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, I, enough putting over Hanks until they do something for us, okay? You're doing too much. They're you, ready to do something for us, by the way. They are? Yeah, they're ready. You're sure? Uh-huh. We should should we <laughs> We <laughs> should have we should have had well, our talking. Yeah, we should have had our um heat and greet at Hanks. It's not big enough. Assuming well, there's going to be Peckerhead's Egelure. Well, well we, we've event. done it at and a coffee forget. shop, an exclusive coffee shop and the that was pretty mage. Jinder Mahal showed up with the WWE title. That is that is that was very mage, by the That's way. That's on my that Instagram. Was the, that, that was one of the cooler things we've ever done. Um, <laughs> oh, awesome. but oh, don't forget on WrestleMania Friday, button mash starting at one. Right, SUG is that when Ted's opening the doors? Yep, starting at one. Button button, button mash, mash in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Will um, the the cheap heat portion will be coming later in the day? But they will be selling incredible vintage starting around 1 o'clock at Button Mash. Delicious food, good drinks, and as soon as I finish the Michael K show that day, I will be there, and we will do some cheap heat, and we will hang with the Packerheads, have some burgers, and have a time. That's right. That's right. So if you're not going to SmackDown, I mean, obviously we should be the first ticket. If you can't get into our show, go to SmackDown. <laughs> I wonder if SmackDown sold out yet. Possibly. Um, I'm, I'm assuming so. Just because I mean, it's usually it, everything around this weekend is like it's going to sell, sell out, out. And, I, and I don't want to do anything except push people to buy tickets to WWE events. But, man, I got to tell you, you got to be a big fan, man. Three night that third night straight. If you're going four, if you're going SmackDown, both manias and raw, I mean, you are an absolute, absolute wonderful maniac of yeah, the highest. I'm ready level. to go. Should we do it? <laughs> the raw is the, the four one. for four. Yeah, the raw is the one. The raw is the raw. You could argue is like I'm not saying it's it's as worthwhile as Mania to go to, but you're so guaranteed a couple of mage things that it is very worthwhile. I've never been to the raw after Mania. I, by the way, me neither. Me either. It's it's the one thing I haven't done. What are your like thoughts? <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm having like some thoughts. Should we be going a thousand percent? I mean, it, by the way, it's at five o'clock. I could, in theory, still get on a flight that night at like ten thirty and come home. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Yeah. Should we be going to the raw after we'll me? Go. We'll have a great time. <laughs> um. All right. So <laughs> let's let's get to the the WWE. WWE we'll have crispy shrimp. Oh. We'll go to the yard house after. <laughs> we'll have great time. Your time. By the way, at that point, I will have already been to yard house four times. Oh, you're going to be <laughs> yard housing and yard housing this week, yeah, that weekend. A, a thousand percent. Are, um, are, you, are, are you capable? Are there enough lactate pills on earth for you to get through the amount of creamy rock No, no, shrimp? listen. I'm back to my, now that I'm, I, I remember on our trip to Montreal, I'd forgotten my medicine. Uh -huh. oh, I now, I now am of the age at 43 years old that I take a general heartburn medicine. Oh boy! I come by it. I come by it honestly. My brother has super heartburn situation. I didn't. I you know those commercials. What does it feel like? like? I, I've never had heartburn before. It's acid reflux. I know, I've never had it in my life. You've never had acid reflux. Lucky, no. lucky man. I'm lucky. You've, I, I you've, have every. I have every he's problem. Had so under many the sun. other things. He, he I have trade his else. problems for acid reflux. Uh, yeah, but I have everything else though. Hold on. You've never had acid reflux ever. You don't know what it feels no. like. No. So here's what it feels like. It feels repeatedly like you're going to burp, and then instead of burping, it like turns inward and just feels slightly uncomfortable. SGG, oh, is yeah. that the right that description? Very accurate. I'd much rather burp. Well, that's what has to be. Once you start burping, is when it's going away. Then you're like, oh, okay, I'm I'm, I'm almost out of it now. Who, who do I mean? If you're if if there's a burp attempt, you gotta follow through with the burp. Well, but acid reflux can. says you no. Can, you cannot. Acid. I'm sorry. To that's, hear a, that. that's a false finish right there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's sorry what acid reflux that. is. Yeah, it's, it's a burp, false dangerous finish too. It, it it could really affect your health. 
Well, yeah, you don't want to have it constantly. It's it's not what you want. You don't want building up acid. I can't believe with all you get sick eating everything, and yet you've never had acid reflux. I could just look at whole milk and get sick, and <laughs> and then all I have to do is glance at milk. I, I almost have to call <laughs> Howie and be like, "Can you believe this guy's never had acid reflux?" I bet it's you cool. he has it. Oh, he has it right now. I would yeah. guarantee it. He's walking <laughs> yeah. right now. He's burning and burning. I got news for you. All right, I we those, have to get. Hold on, we have stop. to get wrestling. Those we were some to. of the. Those were some of the best. Um, uh, commercials of the '90s for Maylox and, and Zantec. My Lant, uh, they were some of the best commercials of the '90s. Go right, back and way, watch. They're still the going. Don't you worry. Pepsi AC. Oh yeah. Pepsi I love AC. how they have like the smooth jazz remixes of like hip hop songs now. By the way, we we yeah. That's, by the way, Dip, we stopped at a at a mart on the way back from Montreal, and you gave me advice on heartburn medicine, and you've I, never had heartburn. You just know the commercials. He keeps abreast of the situation. He has to. He has to. <laughs> okay. All right. We really do have to start now. Um, what is your, you, no, shut up. Shut no, up. I'm talking about wrestling. What, just tell me this first. first what, what, what's your number one thing? Did you watch Raw last night? Yeah. What's your number one thing? It felt very Vincey. Felt very Vincey last night. It felt Vincey. It's Did I Vincey. feel that way? I want it first. Th- I, I want know. it not first. Maybe at the end we'll destroy SGG for his horrible Twitter uh, take. But uh, <laughs> we can do it right we'll now. We can no, do it no, right now. No, no, no. I, I don't feel like first. listening to you two fight for the next. Uh, I don't do have enough time. First. We'll fight for uh, two. Can you guys do it at the end when minutes, I turn the mics we'll off? For? Yeah. <laughs> we'll fight for two minutes. All right. So I, I don't I don't particularly agree that last night felt terribly Vincey. Yeah, tell to, me why. What do you mean by that? Um, It feels felt just like the segments were a little bit more deliberate and um i just felt a little bit more calculated i can't explain it quite did i, I can't quite put my finger on it um I but I'm, i am I, I did watch it and it just felt like a little more like it did six months ago hmm. i i did not have that Which segments? i didn't i enjoy I, I actually enjoyed the show i didn't dislike the show last night but I'll, t- I'll put it this way. It felt like we're headed into mania with a number of things that are not necessarily meaningful stories, unfortunately. The bloodline stuff, of course, is. But, you know, I assume that Brock sort of just went out there and just said, I'm not planning anything with MVP. And only MVP could go out there and just off the cuff do that segment with Brock because clearly – I, it's, I mean, an MVP is the best, you know, the best. We love him. But like it, it was clear he had no idea what was going to come out of Brock Lesnar's mouth and was improvising the entire time. By the way, that's but I loved that. I love that's what I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I thought it felt real. Yeah, but and that I don't doesn't feel that, very Vincey at all. Vince Vince would have overscripted that whole thing. It maybe does, not overscripted, but it would have felt more. Maybe I'm contradicting myself a little bit. But my point was that I don't know. It It feels like there's just no real. There's not going to be a real, a real story with Brock and Omos. It's just that they're two big men. Well, I think that they're I not going to tell a story there. I think the story that we're going to tell is going to be between Brock and MVP more than Brock and, and Omos. That's what I, I, that's I didn't what see I it last night. I and didn't see an actual story of any kind come from out of that interaction. It was and it's part of the story too. Scare. that It was it's, just fear. It's part of the story too that MVP is actually back with Bobby Lashley and Omos's debate to get Bobby and Brock back in the ring again. Maybe not at Mania, but at some point down the line. I, it would be I, cool I if that. that's the case. I, I don't, you know, I don't see it yet. I, the, 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 I thought that the Bray Wyatt video, I don't understand that at all. Oh, I don't know I, what that you was. know what? I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm muting your mic for the next half hour. I, I you're literally, these are the things that I liked. I loved the Bray Wyatt video. It was my, <laughs> I, honestly, it was my favorite Bray thing I've seen in months. What was he? he was just making fun of him for being a muscle man? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just, okay. I just loved it. He was just compl- like, he was making, I liked it because it was funny. The song was funny. He's making fun of Bobby in the way that you really should. How can you make fun of someone who's physically perfect? You make fun of them for being so like, look at me, I'm physically perfect. And then at the end, it still managed to get a little scary. I, I liked it. I thought that was really well done, actually. Okay. Oh, God, <laughs> you you are a tough critic. Um, By the way, doesn't Triple H have the best, the best job right now, right? Like when, when things are going great, you're like, yes, the new regime is awesome. And then on a week like this, when, when Dip feels like, he doesn't love it as much. It feels mm-hmm. very Vincey. <laughs> no blame to the guy. <laughs> no blame to the guy I, in charge. I just, no, I just feel like we're in mania season and it always just feels a little bit rushed. And I'm not really sure what I'm caring about except the bloodline. 
Well, but it's funny. The the bloodline segment last night was probably the most quote Vincey. They, yeah. It's like they, they didn't really have a main place to go, so they threw them in a match with the Street Profits. That, to me, was more that than anything else. I mean, they yeah. added the KO element. Um, mm. I'm not sure how. Like, I, I feel like the KO Sammy thing, we all know where it's going. I wish that either A, they'd flip it on us and not go there, or B, Which is likely going to happen. But find a creative way for us to get there. Like, this is... Doing it this like inching, prodding way when we all generally know where we're going to land. I, I just wish they wouldn't go there then. I, I find a way to not go there. Can you can you find a way to somehow have Jay tell a story where Jay is with Sammy and KO? Like something that would be that's something that would be different. I wouldn't expect that. I'm, now, seeking, listen, I'm definitely seeking something there. Of course, you're seeking something. Um, SGG, what was your biggest takeaway from Raw? Uh, I assume it will be more positive. Yeah, Chad Gable and Cody Rhodes, banger. Like, like it's it's the kind of match that that makes me say, like, damn, why isn't Chad Gable doing more high He's up the managed. card? And he has these kinds of matches a lot. <laughs> like the tag team stuff with Alpha Academy has been amazing. Has it, you know, it's let them show his personality, let them do some great character work. But man, when that bell rings on a Chad Gable singles match. And we might get him as a singles competitor soon because it looks like Otis is on his way uh, to being the next great American male model, uh, international male model, really. That's right. Um, but it looks like Otis is on his way up. And if Chad Gable has to go at alone in a singles like career, he's going to be phenomenal because, once again, he shows us that he can do it, man. Any they, opponent, you know any he, size, he can do it. I, I agree with you. I think I think Chad's amazing. And it'll be interesting. It's one of those situations where having the super blatant, prominent catchphrases is a bit of a hindrance at, at a certain point. Because the whole shoosh, please, it's been made such a thing that it almost makes him inherently like a mid-cardy act. He almost now needs to grow past. I'm not saying you can't incorporate it still, but they have to make him more than just the catchphrases because he's an awesome wrestler. Like he really is the heir apparent to Kurt <coughs> Angle. Yeah. You know, like what I thought Jason Jordan was going to be, who now does great work as a producer, Chad Gable has the chance to do that. We didn't get it with Jason Jordan. We have the chance now with Chad Gable, and I think it could really work. Yeah. And well, by the way, he he's the first person who's come along. I've said this. They're all banking on Gable Stevenson at some point getting to be the next Kurt Angle. We, we, we haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen him yet. And I have a lot of there's I, it's not this isn't personal to him, but I just doubt anyone could have the skill in ring that Kurt had and the humor and Mike skill that Kurt had. It was so rare. And I know it feels a long way away because Kurt's a lot more stinted and older now. And, and it's gotten a little harder for him to be as cutting on the mic and in the and, and obviously in the ring. But Chad Gable has it. Yeah, He's he that funny and that athletic. Like, Dip, do you see it? Like, I think Chad Gable could be a legit, really, I'm not saying top of the card guy, but a but really consistent be. upper mid-card mid and maybe have his run in a big way kind of guy. I think uh, he could have a little short run. I don't I don't see it. I don't see him as like a major player. No. I don't. Not even as an upper mid-card major player? No. Wow. I think they'd have to really turn the gimmick on its head. Uh, to your point, it feels like a mid-cardy gimmick. They need to get him out of it completely, figure out something else for him to say and do, and then maybe tell a good story with him. That's always the way. That's my default answer to all these questions. That's a fair answer. Like, if you tell a great, compelling story with him that everyone is interested in seeing week to week and we don't know where it's going to go, and it makes people, it's part of the reason why people tune in each week is to see what's going on with Chad Gable in his story that they put him in, great. If he's just a guy that wrestles well, that doesn't matter on WWE. I mean, that doesn't. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter to me. Not you know? enough. No, not I, enough. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's now, not enough to make me watch unless you know it's it. it the story crescendos into a uh, into a big meaningful match. Well, luckily, for I, Chad I will Gable, say, I will say, I did like that match though last night. I thought it was great. Luckily for Chad Gable, I think he is the guy that you can give a good, compelling story to, and get some gold out of it. Like truly, even this Alpha Academy stuff, like. They sent him out there with Otis to sort of be like a comedy act, fake professor, 
perfect A student. And it it's this is something that if you give it to anybody else, it would have failed. And I think it's his commitment to to taking whatever they give him and making it work. No, he's that's, he's he's that's the piece. He's very good. Uh, and Cody's and him and Cody on that Cody cutter. It was one of the it was maybe the most perfect Cody cutter I've ever seen. One of the great yeah. Cody cutters of our time. Yeah, it was it was something. Um, now, speaking of stories, because like I was thinking a story that you could get is if if he gets left behind by Otis and ends up in a really sad kind of place and you leave him there for a while and then he has like that upset moment at some point, that could be a way to kind of build him back. Now, speaking, that's what they appear. That's what I assume the Baron Corbin story is going to be. My question for both of you is Corbin now has been kind of broken up with JBL for three weeks. Every week, he's kind of like pushed aside. Do you think there's a legitimate plan with something that's going to happen with Baron Corbin or they're kicking the can down the road week to week? I think there is a legitimate plan. I always assume that there's, but you never know. Kick Them kicking the can down the road would be bold. But also, it's it feels like this is where Seth Rollins was last year, right? Except the Cody rumors were looming. And so you knew Seth was going to get on the card. He's, he is Seth Rollins. Um, you don't really necessarily feel that way about about a person like Baron Corbin, just with the way his career has been like sort of a roller coaster where he could be on a real high and they send him in there to retire Kurt Angle, but then he could also be on a real low where you could see him being left off the card. So I don't know where this, I don't know. It, I really don't know. It could be a I thing mean, where they're kicking the can, or it could be that they have a similar plan to last year where he has no path to WrestleMania. And then he has something on the card that's, he can sink his teeth into and, and has show stealer potential. Did yeah. I miss something with him this week? <laughs> exactly. He, it, he he um he was about to do a backstage with Byron and then Kevin Owen shows up and for the second week in a row Byron walks away mid-interview. He like got dissed and he's like third week again? in a row, I believe. Third week in a row. Oh, so, maybe then they have something planned. So, Look, so he's should- a guy he's a guy who I don't love him on the mic, I never did, but he's a guy that you could at least put into some comedy situation or some sort of something. I mean, and he killed it like, in the comedy he, situation. They jumped from it way too quickly when he was broken down and pathetic. That was that yeah, was it. I loved it. He was a he's a utility guy, and he's he's he um, is like a chameleon in whatever gimmick that he possesses. And um, I don't know. He's a guy that I would always liked having around. You know. How about this? Would you would you let's let's suppose at some point here he goes out and finally gets a match, and in the match JBL comes out. And you think he's there to like make amends and, and work with him. And then JBL hits him with a chair or a clothesline from hell. And we get Corbin and JBL at Mania. Would that be something? Yeah, of course. <laughs> JBL can't do it. Right? You don't think? I don't I know. I don't think he can it. do it. You don't? Nah. He's a great guy, though. He is he a great, great guy. guy. He's a great guy. I, I, don't, I don't know why, though. I mean, I guess it depends on the kind of match you have. He can certainly still hit that clothesline from hell, and it still looks terrific. Did he hit it on you recently? <laughs> Thank God. Can you There's, imagine? Do you know you what that was? Can you still, imagine? People would still like? be still be looking up at the lights. If you mess that one up, if the per if, if if the person receiving it messes it up, or if he intentionally wants to hurt you, the level of miserable that that thing must be is just crazy. It's from hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's from hell. That's the same. It's right from hell. It sends you straight to hell too. So. Before we get to the main event, um, Sam Roberts had an interesting episode this week that I was listening to about how, who he thinks is the heir apparent to being the number one top guy uh, in WWE, and I recommend everyone give it a listen. I really enjoyed it, um, and maybe we'll have evil Sam Roberts do his version of it soon. I'd love to hear what he thinks about it, but Sam had a really interesting take that he thinks the guy to be the guy next is actually Seth Rollins. And I will say that if you watch last night's segments, Cody is so in over-the-top babyface mode, like almost seemingly intentionally so, that you really can start to believe it has a time limit. It just has a built-in time limit. You can only be this good for so long, and then he's got to be a bad guy. And as Sam so eloquently said on Not Sam Wrestling, you know – that's if you're the guy who beats Roman Reigns, you beat the unbeatable guy. That's not a babyface position to be in. 
Like that's just inherently going to be a guy who you've beaten, you've beaten the unbeatable. He would end up having to turn. And also we all know, I think we all agree. Cody's more natural as a heel for whatever reason. That's what he appears like the blonde hair, everything about him to me screams heel. And then if you, if you watch last night, the biggest baby face pops of the night, I think we're in Seth's Miz TV segment. Potential. He he is organically over with people. People love Seth Rollins right now. I think it's and deeper he, than the song too. By the way, like I know a lot of people will credit it to is the chant over or is he over? It's it's bigger than just people abs- being able to chant his theme song. They chant the theme song because they love him. Yep. It took forever for that theme song to get over. It wasn't like right away everyone was singing that song. It took a while. People Agreed. love Seth Rollins, and he's awesome. He's been consistently amazing in the ring, and he is every, he's always a dude who's ready to do whatever is asked. He's down to take a loss when it matters. He gets what he does whatever. He's just the dude, but he's totally credible at the top of the card, and he's already become a babyface. Let's be honest; it's not like he needs to turn. He is now a babyface. I mean, that maybe he's not a, officially. He's but a he babyface. No, he baby is officially face. a babyface. Stomping the Miz, taking over Miz TV. Yeah, that's it. That's when you know. And by the yeah. way, I liked the um, I liked the FaceTime to Logan Paul. I liked the little FaceTime sounds playing in the arena. Yeah, Miz Bluetooth. Uh, Miz Bluetooth is undefeated. It was connected yeah. to the Tron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you serious. Um, I, I I enjoyed that, and I think it's the perfect spot for Logan to be in because the crowd is so down with Seth Rollins. And Logan Paul, at this point in time, needs to be booed. He wants, they want to boo him. So I don't mind that setup at all. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Can we get to the main event of it all? Oh, yeah. Like The of SG- it all of it all. SUG, what were your T's? <sighs> all love and respect to Lita, but I feel like she was a little. I don't of, like this start, by the way. I yeah, don't like this I mean, start. Look, it was a fantastic main event. Love the Trish Stratus return. Love the look of Lita and and Becky Lynch as a tag team. But towards the end, there it did look like Lita was sort of slowing down a little bit, um, and the pacing was was a bit ahead of what what speed she could keep up with. And I think that to me sort of took me out of the match just a little bit because. Certain things didn't look so crisp. And even towards the end, right, I was like, is she going to hit this moonsault before the Chrisley show up? <laughs> because I was legitimately concerned oh my about, God. listen, it was 10.59. It was 
Before the Chrisleys show up is an incredible way of saying it. It was 1059 and I did not I wanted to see I wanted to see that big win because you felt like they were they were pushing the clock to set up for that big win. And I wanted to see it. And it was just like, I don't know if we're gonna get to. Thankfully, she hit it. They got the three count. They were we were able to see them celebrate with the titles. But um I was I was on the edge of my seat and not in a good way because I was like, I don't wanna miss I don't wanna miss this thing. I know, I know what you're saying. You were no, 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 dip. What he means is he was on the edge of this, his seat, worried that it was going to be not good. It was fine. Thank you. That's the riveting stuff people pay for every week. I, no, I, <laughs> I, 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 we should do a Patreon episode like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. What, it, guys? I mean, it was a fine segment. It's Lita looks great. Um, you know, Trish looks amazing. They're 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 legends it's nice to see them out there and i love seeing them during wrestlemania season does yeah. was the match an a plus match no but was trish stratus coming out and helping lita uh, something well I, I, something how, about this? how about this i i understand what SGG is saying lita definitely has slowed down obviously now my hope would be of course i mean that's if, understandable yeah but if but if but if, i mean but, if it was if, goldberg i would say the same thing you know what i mean right I can't, like, and, and you should by the way remember last year people tried to come after me or whenever two years ago when I said Lita wasn't great in the main event and people were like, how dare you? My favorite remember, thing. Remember who had your back? <laughs> you did. And remember when someone came after me and was like, she's a mother. And I was like, she's not even a mother. You're just making things up now to try to come after me. <laughs> and also that, that has nothing to do with, with wrestling. And that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Um, but but I, I love that she's there. I hope that she works matches between now and Mania. Like in a perfect world, she does live events. Like she actually gets some work in now. So she feels really good at WrestleMania because she looked a little stiffer yesterday than she has. Trish looked great. And and guys, we have to be getting a six-man tag, right? Yeah. A six-woman yeah. tag. At, at yeah. Damage control yeah, versus damage those control. three. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of ways they can go with this, right? Because they, they could do a damage control rematch and then just give Bailey Trish uh one on one. That's true too. Because Trish Trish really put the beats on Bailey outside the ring. There was a there was a chick kick. There was all caught. Like. By the way, that's a good point, SGG. They could they because they need matches. Yeah. We have two nights. We have two nights. Yeah. And so Trish you could is, do damage control on night two, and you could have Bailey Trish as like the co-main event on night one. Like that yeah. is some that is something. Trish's crimes cannot go unpunished. I mean, she came out, <laughs> and did you notice her Tron was like super Canadian? It was red and white. It had the maple leaf on it. So you have to wonder if they were supposed to do this. In Ottawa, that is that is good. I was I I had the exact same thought though. I was like, why in Grand Rapids for Trish? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's close, I guess, to Canada, but I mean, it's still on it's still on our side. Um, One of the great cities with the with the maple leaf. But yeah, I I think Bailey and Trish one on one. That's something. That is something. So, Dip, any other big takeaways before we get to a, a little bit of mailbag here? No, no. I, I don't. I, I, you know, mania is just not going to be the same when it's in my backyard. You're, uh, you're, yeah, you're just generally. <laughs> That's sad. what it is. That's what yeah, it is. I, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not going to get the. You, you need a yeah, first class be, flight. Uh, uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to abscond from my regular life um, to uh, <sighs> That's to mania this year, which is not ideal. <laughs> so, stay mage though, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You still want people to stay mage and enjoy themselves. I do, yeah. Despite all this, I'm still seeking for people to stay mage. This is this is what it must have been like when Barry Corbin's friends watched him just get more and more broke every week. Dip, dip, I feel like the oh. sadness is growing within By dip the way, for not being able to go to baby. We would be absolutely media. remiss. Um, oh, we're, if we're, we didn't, we're remiss. It, yeah, we're, we're remiss. We'd be absolutely remiss if we didn't mention Rey Mysterio and Dominic on Friday. Oh. And you're lucky you survived that. And P, did you send Dominic an apology yet? Um, I did not. Why should I apologize? The, why you, the antagonistic way you started that that interview, Ray Mysterio, decent man, Jafar. I thought he was. I thought he was going to get legitimately upset. Well, I, listen, I, I wasn't going to back off how I feel. I think I think he is a decent man. But I, but after he told that story about the first time he w- went to work with his dad, having to sit in coach while his dad was in first class, it's, I mean, it makes you makes you ask some questions. All right, so let me ask the question without describing the whole segment uh, word for word. I'm sure you guys have seen it by now. Do you think we will get what we all want? Just straight up Ray versus Dominic at Mania. Dominic clearly wants it. 
I'm sure well, the thing that he indicated, if you didn't listen to the Friday something interview with Dominic, he said Ray's scared of having a match with him at WrestleMania. <laughs> I assume in real life that means he just has trepidation about having a match with his son. Like that's based on something real. Um, what do you guys think? You think we'll get it? I think we'll get it. I think we'll get it too. I think we have to get it. First of all, all joking aside, phenomenal interview, like beginning to oh, end. Thank you. Thank you. You obviously absolute pro, but Dom really, really surprised me with the character work and the the way he was able to just walk that line of being in character, but also give you something compelling. Because I feel like a lot of people, when you listen to these interviews, they either go one way or the other. They either go super in character yep. or they just go super behind the curtain where you're talking to me. And Dom having the skill, that skill of being able to walk that line, having been developed this early, is a great sign for, for where Dom can go, not just with this character, but any character. And then to answer your question about the match with Rey Mysterio, it has to happen, right? WrestleMania is like five weeks away, and Rey has already been pushed to the point where although he didn't do it, we finally seen at least his fist ball up, and his hand went back, and he was ready to swing on Dominic. And notice they didn't do anything with Dominic really yesterday. He was in the segment with Judgment Day backstage, right? But it, it kind of feels like now he's going to be on SmackDown because showing up to do things with Ray. So, yeah, you're right. He was pushed to the brink on Friday. I don't see where they go if not a match. But I'll tell you right now, guys, if we get that, that will be the match I'm most looking forward to at WrestleMania. Same. He'll be pushed to the purple brink. Is that what you're sensing? Oh, the, oh, the purple brink. Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> would, you, would you be excited for Ray Dominic? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been saying that for a couple of years. I, I would, I, I'd like to see that happen. Um, I'd like to see a uh, a purple who wore it better uh, between a uh, match between Ray and 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 Dominic. Mm. I mean, it'll be Ray, right? I mean, uh, who wore it better? I didn't get to ask him about the the luxury shopping. I yeah, would have I, by the way, I can't believe you didn't ask him. <laughs> I, I I I meant to, and then I like we were there was too much real wrestling stuff. If you guys haven't listened yet, though, he really was. The definition of saying real things while never fully letting go of character. You know, I mean, he did at one point refer to uh, Eddie being his dad in WWE. He did. <laughs> he did. You know, he was he like, did. he's my dad in WWE story. He did say that. But like, in general, he was just fantastic and awesome. All right. Should we do a little bit of a, you know what before we move on? I mean, before we call it a day. We have dip here. Just dip. Give us a live drop. Mal. All right, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna do SGG's Omega take last because there's uh, there's emails about it. Like Volt and Hemel. That's what I'll say as a as an as an as an advance to that question. Here's one called um, Let's see Let's see if it's called Dip Con. Hello, sweet Pete, vacation guy Greg, and Mister Thirty Five at Thirty Five. Quick observation, with how Tony Khan has been handling his business lately and how he really doesn't want to be a character on AEW programming, I realize what his presence and persona reminds me of. Tony Khan's, quote, on-screen character is 13-year-old Brian Dipperstein, and AEW is his wrestling-themed bar mitzvah. <laughs> he makes announcements like he's the most important guy at the party, even though he knows that his dad is responsible for the party. When Uncle Phil berates the other guests at the end of the night, he just sits there awkwardly. And when his friend Ariel mentions another bar mitzvah, he gets super jealous and petty and takes a bad joke and, and makes a bad joke and instead makes his older namesake feel bad about their career. That's it. Enjoy yourselves and take it easy, man. Sakari. That that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Sakari um, in Finland. Dip, you, you don't agree? Um, <laughs> Dip looks offended. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I feel, I'm deeply hurt by that email. Uh, <laughs> Why? But that you, you are a child. Tony, Tony Khan's supposed to be a, a man. M -m 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 male. James says, hello, Pete, the physically statuesque and 35 squared. Love the show and thank you all for the needed smiles you've delivered. I was listening to the show last week and heard Dip rail against Sammy not winning at EC and is skewing 900 plus blah, blah, blah. Isn't the 900 day reign the story right now? Wouldn't Sammy winning... Uh, be the thing that Dip hates? WWE skipping past a story to just get a pop with no direction attached? The Bloodline story is their continuous dominance. Roman losing for a skipping, day. Hold on. Skipping past the story. That's Ooh, the, let's, that, let's you the, lost me there. Let's hear the rest of the email. Let's hear the rest of the email. 
Roman losing for a day would not help the bigger story. And according to, to Dip, the story is what matters. Thank you for your time and forever. Thanks for the pod. Take it easy. That doesn't I, make sense at all, that email. Yes, it does. Uh, no, it doesn't. Well, yeah. Are Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn not in a story? That's they are, but it's He's not say- the story. Right. He's saying it's not the story. It's and, a it's a it's a it's derailing the story for one moment. That's what he's saying. I don't know. Okay. You know how I feel I don't have to do this again. And I sort I of got, agree with what he said in the email too, which like the the length of the rain sort of is also driving the story. If you break up that rain, does the bloodline story even feel as impactful? I don't know if it does. Julian wrote us, by the way. Male and and said, "Is this bear as spotted on tonight's dynamite? I swear that's bear. I absolutely adore your beautiful pup, and I swear I recognize this guy. Is that him? I got news for you. Yes, it is. Shout out to the gentleman. Remember that sign from a few years ago, guys? Well, which one? Of course, one of the bears. One of the great signs. Yeah, the guy. It's the same guy. He brought a bear sign and he brought delicious chicken, like actual pieces of chicken." Yeah. Oh, yeah. He brought them both, but there was a couple of moments on last week's Dynamite when, like, in mage moments, it's just Bear's face. So big. It was so mage. I, I got a great shot of MJF and Bear together. <laughs> That's dope. Um, so shout out to that guy, man. That was that really popped me. Male. Matthews. Oh, wow. This is too long. I can't do it. It looks like I'll... I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to your email, Matthew Leon, but well, I can't. We, it's it's obviously not meant for the uh, for the for the podcast. Daniel well, we, Friedberg, we sent love a you. Nice, stay mage and enjoy yourself. Thing. That's right. Daniel Friedberg sent a very long email that I can't read on the podcast. All right, how about MJ, who writes, "Dear Peter, SUG, and Dip, I had to go back and watch the Hogan pop in Montreal after Mania 18." Was it bigger than Sami Zayn and Elimination Chamber or SmackDown? Can we even grade the pops from that era on the same scale? Also, do you guys think that it's in the realm of possibility that Vince has some hand in creative? Punk, for example, has said previously that there is zero chance that Vince isn't involved in booking despite Triple H being the head of creative. I know it sounds far-fetched, but certain storylines like Bray calling out the winner of Bobby versus Brock with no story and the mania buildup to everything outside of the bloodline feels no different than years past. That sounds familiar in today's show. The exchange. Dip's burner. The exchange. Yeah, Dip. This is a good email. Thanks. You're not supposed to be jealous from your burner, Dip. At the exchange at the top of the last episode about Montreal bagels killed me. Dip, don't worry. As long as you're Montreal-based, you can get by without much French. When you expand the rest of Quebec, that'll be a different story. Lastly, I think the TK fraud shot at Ariel was just parroting what Dana White and some UFC sycophants called Ariel. You guys are the best. Thanks for all the hours of free entertainment and props to Dom for keeping it kayfabe. Yeah, he was great. Thanks, Mike. And yes, I agree. I do think that TK was basically trying to buddy up to and be like Dana White. Except, except it's like you said, he's, he's not Dana White. And so he just, he just got blasted for it. Not saying that Dana White wouldn't, but it just didn't end up well. Another dip question. Male. I'm the biggest dip fan in the biz today. Just one question. If 35 over 35 year old dip was around in 1991, uh, would he think that Hogan beating Slaughter for the title at Mania was predictable? I'll take my answer off the air. Love you guys, Chris. That's an interesting question. This version of you, 91 Mania, which was a repug main event. Yeah. Is that Hogan's worst main event of all time? I would have to say yes, right? Because worse than Psycho Sid? I think so. Because at least Psycho Sid was like domineering and like imposing at the time. So you could see, you know, they were building him up to be like the heir apparent to Hogan, even though that now looking back, that really felt like just a a super quick rehash of like the Bruno Larry Zabisco thing where he has a protege that he has to end up fighting and it, it really just didn't hit the same. But yeah, Psycho Sid at least looked like he could destroy Hogan, right? This was, you know, Sergeant Slaughter. Even Bundy stuff, right? Bundy was, it's on paper right Slaughter now. Slaughter already looked old. Yeah, it was it was easily the worst. It was so bad they had to move it for ticket sales. Like, think about that. That was the lowest selling WrestleMania, the lowest attended WrestleMania until... The pandemic when they had one with zero attendees 
More mail next week, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Also, two uh, programming notes before we hit a Black Power rankings on the way out. Number one, we love you all and appreciate you greatly. Make sure you show love, comment, like all that stuff for the Ring of Wrestling show. Number two, I need to follow my TikTok, which I'm trying to build. I'm doing a lot of wrestling content on there, Rosenberg Radio. And lastly, if any, like, if there are any hardcore fans of this show, particularly who listen to like my other crap as well, like if you're like a real Rosenberg, you're dug in on the Rosenberg content, and you happen to also do like social media and video kind of content, I really want to give up the reins of my social media and hire someone to do it, and. I want it to be to someone, you know, I know that Dip will say, we can find someone for you, which is what Dip says for everything because he's a great agent. But the thing is, I want it to be someone who truly knows the content that I do. I can't hire someone and then I have to explain to them what my angle is on everything. I need them to know, like, no, this is what he would post. This is the stuff he does. Does that make sense? Yeah, because if you're going to hand it over to somebody, you want your followers to at least feel, it feels seamless. Like it, yeah, it has to come to, through with your voice. It can't be like, uh, who is this person? Like, oh, the intern did it again or something like right. that. Like, and nor do I want to have to go through each video and be like, edit at this point to this point. I want them to see an interview that I do with Dominic Mysterio and know what the hot parts are and cut them out. I'm not even saying I do a great job of it. So, but if you're interested, send an email to the email address, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. But I definitely need to look good and better than what I'm currently doing. Uh, but that's a real job situation. I would pay someone some legit money to, to do that. Um, now, Let's close out with Black Power Rankings. Another week of wrestling in the books. SGG, I'll start with you. Black Power Rankings. Well, I feel like you guys are going to give it to some of the other people that I would like to give it to. So I'm going to go for like an unsung person and I'm going to go with uh, Marseille from Maximum Male Models. Oh, I was going to do Marseille, dude. No. <laughs> I was Marseille. Then you're both Marseille. That's okay. Yeah. I was going to do Marseille. I love big, I'm one of the biggest Marseille guys in the business today. Yeah, I've been loving what they've been doing with Triple M and, and it's, you know, they have some YouTube stuff that they've been doing. Some so like it's it's just super entertaining, man. Like I I really loved it. So I'm giving it to my say. Um, it's really for the maximum male model, but I'm giving it to my say. Respect to Masse. I appreciate that from you guys. Um, I'm gonna throw go off the beaten path too because I feel like I'm always shouting out the same WWE superstars. Um, Man, I, I just, we've given them their props and it may be starting to like tilt down just a tiny bit right now, just a tiny bit because it's been going for a long time. But I just f- still feel like we need to give Max Caster and Anthony Bowens their props as the acclaim. But, I mean, yeah. the fact of the matter is they have been for over the last six months far and away the most over good guys in AEW. Like it's not even close. And like I said, it may be starting to tilt a little bit because it has been going for so long, but I want to give those dudes their props. And Cat, they, they're a perfect mix. Max Caster, personality-wise, and then Bowens is pretty damn good in the ring. Yeah. Um, so they're, they, they, they'd be an interesting... I'll tell you what right now, guys. They'd be an interesting duo to one day see make the move to Stanford. Am and I I'll, right? And I'll tell you what, too. I'll add this as well. That connection that they've built with the AEW fan base, and not Do even you mean just the this a- connection. <laughs> That's right, and not even just the AEW fan base, but I feel like the larger pro wrestling fan base. It's been organic. They went on that ride that you talked about with Logan Paul of they gotta love you a little bit, then hate you, then love you again, and then oh, I forgot, I forgot when they were getting dragged for everything they said. That's they are, right, they're actually getting dragged. Yeah, they're, they're on the love you again portion of that ride, and so. I know you feel like it's a little bit of a downward turn, but I think they're on the upswing. They, they no, might not have the titles, Overall, but- they're still on the upswing. I just mean like from the heights of it being insanity when their music hit, it might be down a peg. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a little but, dip, but, but they're definitely nah, they're over like on Rover. the rise. Props to those guys. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Um, this Friday, uh, I, I currently have, unless unless a change occurs, but I expect it'll be happening. Friday's guest on the Friday something will be none other than wait for it, Gunther. Ooh, 
So that should be an interesting conversation. I don't know the man from Adam. Literally will be my first time saying words to him besides a handshake, maybe. Oh, wow. So he's a gargantuan bitch. Yeah. A gargantuan, intimidating human being, a thousand percent, who I told you guys that time I once saw him backstage greeting the street prophets, and he's like the most normal. <laughs> he's giving them all kinds of daps. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a fanboy. I'm like, you're good. Gunther, uh, Gunther you? can't be dapping. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. It's, it's the ultimate kayfabe break there. Firm <laughs> handshakes, nice straight back, shoulders back. It would be like if uh, Smash from Demolition were giving like uh, cheek kisses to uh, Bad News Brown <laughs> in the, back in the day. Like if, if you were backstage and you just saw Axe being like, oh my God, Mary Hart, so good to see you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, stay made and enjoy yourself. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.